0: Welcome back to It Takes Two. Amy Eiler, J.J. Gordon on the Mighty 790 and 104.7 FM KFGO. On the line with us, we have Paul Hope. And I was just telling Paul off air that he was the main topic of conversation at dinner the other night because of a piece I read in Consumer Reports, Home and Appliances writer with Consumer Reports, uh, as well as a a chef, uh, I believe professionally at one point, and now maybe just for fun, Paul? That's exactly right. Okay, so... I happened to stumble upon an article you wrote with the title, What the Inflation Reduction Act Could Mean for Your Next Appliance Purchase. I then became completely dumbfounded because even though I work for a talk radio station that deals with a lot of politics on a regular basis, I had Mm -hmm. no idea some of the inclusions on the Inflation Reduction Act that Paul brings up in his article. Take it away, Paul. Tell us what the things that you found that are important to the homeowners.
1: Absolutely. So, I mean, first of all, you're you're forgiven because nobody could ever get through any any act that gets through Congress. But one of the lesser known pieces in here is that uh, quite a bit of funding is allocated for the purchase of new electric and/or induction cooking appliances. So that means people switching from gas, or in some cases even just switching from an existing electric range, um, can purchase an electric stove, cooktop wall oven, and receive up to $840 in credits for the purchase, as well as up to an additional $500 for some of the costs of conversion, again, if you're going from natural gas or propane uh, to an electric or induction stove.
0: And natural gas really being one of those buzzwords right now, because uh, a lot of people are afraid that folks are going to come for their gas appliances based on some new findings about some health uh, issues. That's not the case. I saw that uh, there Mm -hmm. were several tweets saying, no, no one's storming into your house to take your gas appliances. (laughs) But it does bring up the fact that if you have been thinking about switching from gas to electric, or as you said, upgrading your maybe older, less efficient electric appliances, that, that $840 is a significant amount of money out there when you're thinking about switching out an oven or a cooktop. It, it's, it's, a
1: huge, it's a huge amount, and, and in some cases, I mean, it will be enough to cover the entire cost of a replacement stove or oven, so it's, it's definitely not something to be missed. Um, one thing I'll say is that the specifics are still being worked out state by state, so even though it was part of a federally passed bill, uh, it allocates funding to individual states to work out how they want to dole out their funding, so people can look for that likely in the coming weeks on the state government websites. But yeah, I mean, it's an exceptionally large credit. Um, It is pegged in part to income, but it's fairly generous in how it interprets that. Um, People will qualify for at least some of the credit if they make anything less than 150% of the median income for their area. So we we are definitely talking about something that most people will be eligible for.
2: So really, it's now we have to follow this. Now we have to follow and figure out how North Dakota is going to be doling out this money because... That was going to be my next question is like, how rigorous is this to try to get this money? But it'll really depend on the state, huh?
1: Absolutely. So, all the federal government really did was set very broad parameters. So, what they said was that you can receive up to that maximum of $840, if that's what your state decides, as long as you make no more than 80% of the median household income for your area. If you do make more than 80%, but still less than 150% of the income for your area, you can still be entitled for up to half of that credit. So, it's still a pretty good chunk of money.
0: You know one of the things that I think is interesting about this is clearly we're pushing for gas appliances to kind of go away. But I thought that cooking on gas was what the you know the the great chefs or the home foodies really <laughs> prefer.
1: so for for many decades, gas has definitely been the sort of de facto choice of of chefs in professional restaurants and serious foodies at home. Um, In large part, we do expect that it's going to continue to be the preferred choice for professional chefs using commercial ranges in their restaurant kitchens. And I should also add that none of the little local proposed bans on future range sales um, have completely excluded the use of these stoves in restaurants. But, you know, the performance thing is something really interesting, and, and we study it at Consumer Reports. And actually, of all the types of ranges we test, gas as a group... Really isn't as good as most of the best electric ranges, and it's really pretty far behind the best induction ranges. Induction ranges, eighty percent of the induction ranges that we've tested at Consumer Reports perform well enough to recommend, whereas only about half of the gas ranges do. Um, on top of that, induction ranges in our tests tend to boil water faster, simmer more steadily, um, and, and really have a lot going for them that, that makes them worthy of consideration. You know, if you're looking to switch from gas.
0: Are are uh, are the major brands putting induction cooktops into their new uh, range models?
1: They they absolutely are. So we're 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 not talking about really crazy high end products here. We're talking about you know rigid air induction ranges that you can have for just over thousand dollars. And Samsung, GE, LG, all of the major brands really are making a concerted effort to to at least expand their induction offerings. They're not pulling back on gas offerings just yet. Uh, but they are making a big push for induction because it offers a lot of those advantages. And the result is that, you know, over time, even though inflation has driven up the cost of nearly everything, if you look over time, induction ranges have actually come down from from their earlier introduction into the marketplace. You know, there was a time where it was hard to find them for under two or $3,000. And now, you know, 40% of the models in our ratings are $1,500 or less. So, we are seeing some good progress on on that price.
2: Yeah, just out of curiosity while you guys were talking about the induction range, I just did a quick Google. And yeah, 1500, 1600, even $1100 mm-hmm. for one of them Frigidaire, you know, being mm-hmm. being one of those brands. So um yeah, yeah, the price of these are a lot lower than I imagined in my mind. Maybe it's just been a while since I bought or even looked <laughs> at the price of these. <laughs>
1: For, for sure. I mean, there, there was definitely some sticker shock in the early days. They were really for sort of initially, they were sort of for early adapters of emerging technology. Um, but the prices have come down. And what you have to remember is for, for someone who might be eligible for the for the full credit, yeah. um, you know, that that eleven hundred dollar there might might only end up costing you three hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, that to me, it's just another reason why I gotta keep reading things on Consumer Reports <laughs> because uh, honestly, my w- my wife and I have uh, we moved into the house that I grew up in, and this it's the same electric t- uh, glass top range that my mother installed in 1994, and mm-hmm. it has seen much better days, and it is completely the energy efficiency on it. I mean, I might as well just be burning money on top of my stove most of the <laughs> mm-hmm. time. And so this is going to be the Absolutely. thing that gets us out there. And I have to imagine that from from the producer end, this is huge news for those major makers, you know, for the frigidaires, yeah. for the whirlpools, for those companies mm-hmm. who make these, they're gonna see a banner year if people are taking advantage of this money.
1: Absolutely. You know, it, it's a funny it's a funny time in the industry. I mean, there's a lot to be optimistic about, you know, from the manufacturer side of things. Uh, because there is all of this money on the table, of course, the second piece of that is making, peace, uh, making people aware of it. Um, you know, but they, they're also—it's—it's it's interesting. Most of the manufacturers of these electric and induction ranges also make gas, and so at the same time, they're—you know—they're getting some bad getting some bad press. Not the manufacturers, but gas ranges in general are getting some bad press. So I think it's probably the beginning of a shift in, in marketplace preference. Whether or not there's any, you know, future legislation limiting the sales of gas ranges, I think we're probably on the precipice of seeing a, a fairly big shift towards electric and induction models, just voluntarily, and it will only continue, I imagine, as people realize that, you know, they're not the electric ranges that people grew up with. They they really have gotten quite good. They're they're fast to heat. They simmer really well, um, and in many cases, the best of them really do outperform gas in those in those sort of core metrics.
0: Are we still seeing coil top? uh cooktops, you know, the, like my <laughs> oh grandma my had. Gosh, yeah. Or is everything now some version of like a flat glass top?
1: It's funny. About a quarter of the electric ranges still made, believe it or not, have that coil top. Uh it, it's a mix it's a mix of cost saving and I guess pure nostalgia for for a select group of people. But we do still see coil tops, not surprisingly perhaps they do tend to be the least expensive models. Um, but for just a little bit more, folks can m- mostly find what we call electric smooth tops, which are that, you know, that flat, uh, smooth glass surface um, that obviously gets very hot, heats faster probably than, you know, the coil top from their childhood or at grandma's house they might be remembering. Um, and, and it really does offer good performance. But yeah, if if, if you're a diehard fan, you, you can still find a coil I top know. and probably in bisque.
2: I mean, I know that coil and the smooth top, as now I know the word for them, um they they get to the same temperature. The coil top just seems so much more dangerous, like you're gonna burn your mm-hmm. arm and hand at any moment. I don't know why. And they get red and they're just really scary
1: <laughs> they do they do see it that way. And you know most modern ranges actually have at least some kind of indicator light on the burners. Uh, or, or on the range itself, indicating when the cooktop's hot, when burners are on for exactly that, for exactly that reason, because all of us probably have at least one birth childhood burn from, from a
2: coil. Yes, we all do. Yeah, for sure. If I had, if I had
0: to look into a crystal ball, this would be my, this would be my prediction is that we we start really eliminating gas appliances from inside the house, but I feel like there's still a place with outdoor cook spaces and those people who really <laughs> like fire. You know, I – I've got a propane grill, and I'll never get mm-hmm. rid of that propane grill, no matter what, right? And mm-hmm. um, I think being outdoors, maybe that takes away a little bit of the health, not necessarily the environmental aspects of it, but people like to cook over fire, and that will still exist. But man alive, I'm going to make use of some of those government dollars, and I'm going to replace my cooktop this year.
1: Ab- absolutely. And you know, to, to your point, I think gas grills are not going anywhere. Uh, you know, I, I certainly own one. I love cooking on my gas grill. Um, and, and you're absolutely right. You know, being outdoors does mitigate a lot of those potentially negative health effects, and that is mostly what we're talking about here. You know, the, the tax credits are really for you know greening the electrical grid and you know helping the environment. But the reason gas ranges have been under fire is, of course, uh, the health impacts, and and that's why they are actually being scrutinized so heavily right now. So you know, I, I definitely don't think gas grills are going anywhere. Anytime soon, if ever, you know that's that's going to be tough to replace uh, except obviously with you know charcoal and some other options which are probably worse for the environment so
2: Good point,
0: Paul. Hope, home and appliances writer with Consumer Reports. Also, you know, he knows what he's talking about when he's cooking because he's done this professional chef thing before. Also, uh, noting in your bio here, uh, you test out almost everything you do. You're an avid DIYer. We should
2: have made him give us a recipe too. Well, Paul, we're gonna call you back. That's your homework.
1: All right, we could do it a little little closer to summer. We could do some grill recipes.
0: I love that. Right up my alley, Paul. Thank you so much for your time. And I know that they're people right now who are reading your article going, oh my gosh, I'm going to get some of those new appliances as well.
1: Go, go out there and make use of that while you can.